as your kids and little, little bastards, um, <laughs> we used to fire balls into the car park and get ch- take chase off the security guards. <laughs> That's how I got into like, obviously, first time using a golf club. What is happening, everyone? Chat and pony with Paddy the Baddy back again for another episode. I've told you this a few times now, but I have to tell you this again. We're not just on YouTube, we're on Spotify and Apple Music. So if you just want to just listen and not watch, you're more than welcome to. I've told you as well. Give it five stars, like it, comments, whatever it is. I I don't know what you do, but do it. And if you want any bad uh, merchandise, then get over to the Apex website. All the links and stuff will be in the description. Today, we have a guest. I've never had a golfer before, to be honest. So this is this is nice, lad. This is new. But introduce yourself, Callum. I always do that. I'd like you, you introduce yourself. Yeah, so... Um... Like you say, Callum Tarrant. Um, I'm from Darlington, which is obviously northeast England. And I'm currently out playing on the PGA Tour, which is obviously golf's highest stage. Um, so it's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, I bet you do, lad. You get to go to some nice countries there, lad, and some nice weather while I'm in the pissing down rain in Liverpool. Yeah, it's, uh, we get to travel all around America. Um some international countries as well. We're in Cancun last week, Mexico, and the week before Bermuda, which is an interesting place. But uh, yeah, it's it's good, and um, like you say, we get to see unbelievable parts of the world. So obviously, I always like to go back to the start with people. Had so, how did you get into golf? Lad? Was you playing it from like a proper young age? Um, like was, was you good at it straight away, or did it take time? No, it took time. I mean, obviously, back in England, everyone plays football. Um, that was just that was my main sport, and wanted to be a professional footballer. Um, played at a decent level. I was at a couple of academies: Sunderland, um, Leeds. I was there um, for a number of years. But when I took golf up at the age of twelve, um, it was just my best friend's mum. She worked at the, the the golf club behind the bar. She'd been there for twenty years. And one summer, me and my friend, we just went for like a junior golf camp. And I, we just f- loved it, mate. Just absolutely balls deep. Um, and I never looked back, really. And it got to a point where golf started getting as good as my football. So it was like I had to make a choice. Um, and I was kind of sick of football. I'd played since I was four years old. So um, I just decided that I wanted to take golf up and go for it. So it sounds like you're good at sports in general, lad. Never mind just golf, you're good at sports in general. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of an all-rounder, but like you say, it's just, I don't think, as you get older, you've got to pick one profession. You can't be, you can't do everything. Um, so, like you say, golf, I chose golf and it's kind of worked out. It's It's been good to me. That's funny, lad, because I always called golf a Tory sport, lad. But you seem like the opposite to a Tory. <laughs> oh, mate, totally, absolute, totally. <laughs> Swear, lad, I always wind people up going, lad, that Tory's, that golf's a Tory sport, lad, that golf's a Tory sport. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something we can compare to my sport, obviously, is you're out there on your own, lad. You know what I mean? It's an individual sport. And I always say to people, Team sports, yeah, obviously being a footballer is hard, being a basketballer is hard, any other sport, but when you're out there on your own, there's there's no other sport like it, you know what I mean? Like making every decision yourself, every bit of blame when it goes wrong is on you, you know what I mean? So like, what's that like for you being a golfer? Because obviously as a fighter, it's 
it, it's rough. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this, but there's so many ups and downs. Every day the, there's challenges and you just got to keep battling through. And um, and like you say, when as a, especially as a golfer and probably as a fighter yourself, if you don't perform, you don't get paid. So you've got to keep you've got to keep pushing yourself. You've got to keep grinding, grinding these hard days out. And then obviously, when the iron's hot, you need to strike and obviously just do your best. But yeah, there's there's definitely lonely days on the road. I mean, I was sat in a hotel yesterday on my own. I was thinking, where am I going to go for dinner? And I'm obviously on my own, so it's, it's sad at times. But um, that's why you have people around you, friends, family, support. Um, and it's nice to involve them in obviously bringing them out here from England. And I've got my dad coming out actually today. He lands uh, this afternoon, so that's going to be nice. Yeah, lovely. I know what you're saying there as well, with like because obviously when when I fight in the UFC, you get your show money, and then you get your win money. So if you get beat, you're getting paid half the amount. Like what? What's that like in yeah. golf? Obviously, you know what I mean. Because I know you've got to win tournaments to win the prize money. But what? Like what? What's it like there? So in, in golf, um, usually there's a, you play four rounds. It's a four-round tournament. And after two rounds, um, let's say there's 150 guys playing. After two rounds, it gets cut down to 65 guys. So if you don't make that top 65, you don't get paid. You don't so, get paid at all? And, no, no, mate. No. Wow. Not, 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 not a nut. So um, like you're saying, obviously on the PGA Tour, the level is the standard is so high now. So there's weeks you can play well and obviously think you've done good, but obviously you're outside that 65 and then yeah, you're packing your bags and you're spending three, four, five grand a week and you you've got that's it. You just got to move on to the next one. See, I didn't know that. You know, I I did not know that you you just got boom. I I obviously knew that after the first two rounds that half of the players what aren't in because you, you didn't make the cup or. I didn't know you wouldn't get paid a single penny. And obviously you've had to pay to get no. over there yourself and stuff and pay for all your, your, your like your caddy and stuff to get there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's expensive. Um, and that's just the, the nature of the beast, really. It's professional golf. Um, and yes, I mean, I've missed the last two weeks cut. So it's, and I've, we've been to Bermuda and Mexico and it's probably cost me just shy of 10 grand. I was about to say, I bet you that's not cheap, lad. I've been to Cancun myself. I know them flights aren't cheap, lad. They're batty, them. Yeah. Yeah. Bermuda's even worse. Bermuda's an island and they just sting you for, for everything over there. So it's it's not cheap, but you just got to keep grinding, mate. That's crazy, that, you know. Do you that's one of like the hardest parts about golf, then? Obviously, the fact that you don't even know. You could be playing great. And then you don't even know if you're going to make the second, the second, um, like to make the cut for the, the last two rounds. Yeah, I mean, like you say, that's why it's it's cutthroat. Um, there's 156 guys on average that tee it up on a Thursday. And then if you're not in the top 65, you're going home. Um, so it's, you've got to stay on it. And every week's different. Some weeks you get off to good starts, some weeks you get off to bad starts. But it's, it's important to, uh, just to do your best and stay in the moment and grind it out as best you can. Yeah, I, I always say with my sport, lad, it's like 80% mental, 20% physical. And it must be yeah. very similar with golf there. Because as I said, I didn't know, no, I didn't know that 
that was it. Know what I mean? Like after two rounds, if you don't make the cut, you're going home and you're not getting paid. So what what's the mental aspect of it like? Because that that sounds like scary, to be honest. It is, mate. And I've got a great example is last year. So obviously I got my PGA Tour card, which is reaching the pinnacle of the I get into the UFC. And obviously the main goal is to obviously stay out here. Um, so we, we finished in August. I had two weeks off. And then to start the year last year, I missed the first eight cuts. So I didn't have a penny for eight weeks. And then it was the Christmas break. Um, so it looks like you're going to get demoted back down to previous level. But I managed to grind it out and finish the season strong to, to retain my PGA Tour card, which was massive. Um, so every week's a challenge. And like you say, sometimes it falls down to one, just one shot at the end of the year. Someone always loses their, their PGA Tour card by one shot. So it's always, you've just got to make sure every week you're doing your best and trying to trying to make every cut the goal, but obviously as finish high as possible as well. That's sickening that literally people lose the card, like the PGA spot off one shot. Yeah, it's, it's, mate, it's mad. Every year it happens, every single year. Oh my god, that's a sickening blow. That that must be what it like must have been like feeling for Usman when he got bingoed with a minute to go by Edwards. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. What I mean, incredible. I'm a massive UFC fan as well, Paddy. I love it. Um, my brother back home, he he does a bit. He's a mixed martial arts teacher, and I think he's had four or five fights. Um, but. I'm not sure. Do you know Tommy Quinn, the Irish kid? Yeah, I'm on Tommy, lad. Yeah, he fought on Cage Warriors years ago. Yeah, so he, he, they used to live together and yeah, so... Yeah, he moved, Tommy to moved to Newcastle years ago, didn't he? Yeah, so he lived with my brother. Yeah, belt of that. Yeah. He's cool, Tommy, lad. I've met and him he, several times, lad. He's a nice fella. Yeah, he's a legend. And uh, he got my brother into MMA and he um, he stuck with it. He loves it. Yeah, nice, that. Well, as you say there, getting into the UFC is like the pinnacle for my sport. What was that like for you when you got told, yeah, we've got your PGA Tour card here? Like, that must have been special. Yeah, mate, it was it was surreal because obviously since I was 12 or whatever, a young kid, I've always wanted to play on the PGA Tour. And uh, it was a bit of a crazy story, but I was flying back and forth um, from England because we had our first baby back in August. So in the space of two weeks, I, we had our first child. My fiance gave birth to our child and I was there for literally three days, got them out of hospital and then I flew straight back to America. And then two weeks after that, I got a tour card. So it was, it all happened at once, but like you say, it was a great time in my life. And it's a relief to obviously get here, but then it's not just about getting to the PGA Tour. I want to stay on here for till I can't walk anymore. You know what I mean? I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm like an old man. So that's the hard bit, staying out here. That's what I always say. People think, oh, you're in the UFC now. It's not getting in the UFC, it's staying in the UFC, improving yourself there. And that's obviously what you're, the, the, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, you, like yourself, you get to the UFC and the competition's only stronger. Yeah. Um, best of the best and it's the same on the PGA Tour you're playing against the best players in the world every single week and you can't um, you can't let you you can't let it slip you, otherwise you're gonna you'll be you'll be unsuccessful so you've got to stay on it um, and like you say it's hard because we play 
30 events a year, so you've got to be on it for 30 weeks a year, and every shot counts, so it's, it's difficult, but that's why I love the sport, and yeah, I love the game. Well, I am going to have to touch on what you said there, though. You were only home for three days with the missus and the baby. I bet you she weren't happy there, lad. <laughs> I mean, but the week before that, I think the Friday the 13th, and uh, I'd agreed with her to go home um, like four days before that, that due date. And uh, my flight got cancelled from New York to England. So I just ended up staying and playing an extra week. So I ran, I ran the Russian roulette. I was like, look, darling, I'm not coming back. I'll, you let me know when things start happening and I'll come home. And it just happened to be that when I arrived at home, I think I got there on the 16th or the 15th, she, she, things started uh, happening. And yeah, um, 24 hour, 26 hours later, we had a little baby in our hands, which was the best. Yeah, my bird's pregnant, lad. I'm getting told you're fighting a month before I'm due. Therefore... Defo, I'm not getting away yeah. with that, me lad. <laughs> my bottle of waters will end up breaking if it's too close to the fight. <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, the best thing. It's unbelievable, it really is. But um, like you said, then, like obviously going into a tournament, you know you've got to make the cut for the first two rounds and stuff. Like, what what do you have to like tell yourself going into them weekends? You know what I mean? Like mentally, what what do you do to prepare for it? Yeah, so um, obviously it starts on Monday of the, of the tournament week. We play practice rounds, obviously get all our hard work in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then when it's go time, it's like you say, you've just got to let it go and, and just be free as free as you possibly can. Um, but for me, I'm one of them players that if I make the cut, um, this is not every week, but the majority of the time, it's like I've got a free shot at the weekend just to just to try and move up the leaderboard as, as quick as I can or finish in the best possible position. So my coach back home, he's like, just like say, try and make the weekend and then you never know what happens. Some weeks that works out and you go from, I don't know, 40th to top 10 or have a great finish and other weeks it doesn't. But making the weekend's a big deal because like you say, anything can happen. So it's it's all about just chipping away really. Yeah. And like, as we say, it's an individual sport, but like, Obviously, I I couldn't just train on my own. So, like, do you train with other people? Like, I have sparring partners and stuff. Now, when you're training, do you like do you train with other golfers on the tour, or is it just like one of your coaches and stuff like that? Yeah, not really. I mean, like you say, it's you and your coach. Yeah, and it's kind of like you say, it's lonely at times. And then when your coach isn't there, it's just you, and you're just beating balls off grass. It, it sounds boring, and it is. <laughs> Simple that. It's, it's but like you say, you've got to. You've got to you've got to put the hard work in in order to reap the rewards. But yeah, it's 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 boring and lonely the majority of the time. Yeah, you can't well say I've just asked you about if you like you were training with other people. You couldn't really train with other people on the tour, could you? Because then you'd know what type of what what you're good at, what shot you're good at, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we have obviously we have games between our between our, like say other golfers, money games, and they're always good, but. Yeah, it's a very individual sport, and like you say, you just have to you just have to do the hard work in the dirt, and just hopefully it, it, down the line it, it it proves it comes it comes good for you, you know. That is unbelievable the way you said you were introduced to golf as well, though, lad. You got introduced to doing a summer camp because your mates' mum worked behind the bar in the club. 
that is just that's amazing, lad. You know what I mean? He must have had some talent there to just get in and, and do that straight away. You know what I mean? What, what, was you, what was you good at first then, lad? Driving the ball, chipping, putting? Yeah, so it's funny because as your kids and little, little bastards, um, <laughs> we used to the local field um, and there was this huge um, like industrial, it's, I think it's Cummins, which make engines for trucks. And there's like, it's a massive, it's a massive building. And we used to fire balls into the car park um and get to take chase off the security guards so that's how we uh that's how i got into like obviously first time using a golf club um so obviously over time um i don't fire golf balls into car parks anymore <laughs> if, I, if i don't have to. but yeah she she like you said my best friend's mum worked at the course and, and she she asked if we wanted to go and i just just ran with it really we used to spend we used to get there in, in summer holidays at 7am and leave at 10pm. We'd play like 56, 60 holes a day, which is crazy. You would never do that now, but as a kid, you just love it, don't you? And you, just, yeah. you just want to be out and about. They kept us off the streets. Yeah, I know what you mean there. That's When I got in the gym, that was what it was like for me. We were the same as you, lad, by ours, running around, throwing stones at windows, lad, just to try and get chased off people. Like Everyone was a little bastard. It's, it's just the way we were. But if you didn't yeah. start golf till you were 12, did you have any like other athletic role models or anything that you, you used to look up to? So obviously, lad, I'm from Liverpool. I'd man's like Steven Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, you know what I mean? Until I did eventually get into MMA when I was 15. Yeah, so I'm the same as you, mate. I'm a diehard Liverpool fan. Um, red through and through, and I have been since I was a little kid. So Stevie G's my boy as well. I f love him. Uh, but like you say, I was I was a hundred percent football until I was I would even say until I was sixteen. Really, I still I still love it now. Um, I watch every game every game every week. Um, but I always thought I was going to be a professional footballer, not a professional golfer. And it just happened to be that over a longer period of time, golf started taking over. And then obviously, Tiger Woods is a is an idol of pretty much every golfer out there. Um, so it will have went from Stevie G to Tiger and then yeah but both absolute legends of the sporting world yeah legends of the sporting world though not even just in their own sports but just legends of the sporting world in general but obviously with golf lad how many times must you practice the same shot because obviously in my sport like obviously we do pads and stuff and, and things like that which is a lot of repetition but Golf lad, it's just the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, isn't it? Like, I don't want to like patronise yeah. you, but it, it must get boring. Mate, it does hundred um, percent. And it's funny, obviously, there's there's technique involved in golf, but it's not all about technique. Um, and over my career as a golfer, I've been working on very similar things to improve my technique, and it always seems to slip back certain habits um so i'm always working on very similar things to, to try and improve my improve my technique my mindset um so it is it's a lot of repetition um and it does get 
Trust me. <laughs> I bet it does, lad. It's, Trust me. That's the same with us. When we're drilling the same move over and over again, say like you're fighting someone who's good at a specific choke and you've just got to drill the same thing over and over and over again, not getting stuck in it. You do, you do, you get bored, lad. So that's what I was thinking when you're at the driving range and you're just driving about 700 balls, one after another, one after another, one after another. It must get, you must be thinking, oh, I can't be arsed with this, me. Yeah, I mean, and like you say, when we're playing 35 weeks of the year, I mean, golf's a... All year round. 52 week, all year round, yeah. And yeah, it, it, it does get very boring, but I like to obviously do some practice and, and do my drills and things like that. And I like to go out and play golf, you know what I mean? Actually play on the golf course. Yeah. I think that's where I personally get the most uh, benefit out of, obviously learning golf courses and getting the strategy for that week. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's like anything though, isn't it, in, in life as well. I mean, any, anything anything that you're successful at, you've got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, doing the same things to get better. But I don't think you see the rewards straight away. It's over a longer period of time that you start to think, oh, well, I've been doing this now for over a year and it's just starting to click, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I completely understand that because... I thought two years ago that my boxing and my striking was good and now it's just a new level compared to what that was and it all has to click, it all has to come together, you know what I mean? And that's, I understand exactly what you mean there because I thought I was good two years ago, lad. I know now the person sitting here would absolutely smash the kid's head in two years ago, you know what I mean? I know for a fact he would. (laughs) Is there a, is there, no, obviously... Golfers are all shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. is there any like fitness routine or anything that you keep outside of golf? Like, do you do like S and C weights or like cardio and stuff like that? Yeah, so I have a trainer back home. Um, I work with him five days a week when I'm in the off season, and then obviously I have a program for traveling um, when I'm on the road. So I try and keep myself in good nick, yeah. Um, but it's very, like I said, it's very golf specific. Um, a lot of mobility, stability, and these the, all the muscles that's involved in a golf swing. Um, but I like to keep myself in good nick. I get out on the bike at home. I love cycling, um, just to keep me like say, just keep keep me selling de- half decent nick. Yeah. yeah, I'd always find it mad when you see, like when I was younger, lad, me like some of the family would watch golf, see like ANLs, and he'd have like a, a big gut on him, and you're like, lad. How have you got a gut, lad? You just walk about 15 miles a day. You know what I mean? How's he even got a big gut on him, lad? <laughs> no lie, mate. They all love, they all love it. They all love a tinny. <laughs> like you say, they, they, they love food as well. What is it, a beer belly then, that? Is that what that is? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> lad, I've got to have to ask you this. Obviously, like, as you know, lad, I'm a foodie. I love me food. You know what I mean? Like... What's your favourite thing to eat or drink at the turn, lad? Because, lad, I'd be going in if that was me. I'd be like, <laughs> stuffing me face, thinking I've got another nine holes to walk back here. I'm getting as much scran in me as possible. Mate, I'm not, a big, uh, I'm not a big eater on the golf course, to be honest. It's something that I could do a lot more of. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty boring what I have. A couple of bananas and maybe a couple of, like, not a protein bar or some kind of bar that'll just keep give you energy, but 
Yeah, I, I don't tend to uh, eat a lot on the golf course, no. I'm not a big big golf course eater. I reckon I'd be the opposite, you know. I'd be stuffing my face every chance I got, lad. All I'd be like, yeah, we've got another six miles to walk here. I can, I can, I can afford a few calories. That's what would be going through my head, lad. Oh, I swear. No, the way you said that your brother does MMA, though. Have you ever, ever tried it yourself? I haven't, mate, but there's a funny story... We got into a bit of a ruckus one Christmas. And I can't I wait to hear this. I was being cheeky to him. He's a couple of years older. I mean, he's twice the size of me. He's massive. And uh, we were literally getting back to him at my dad's house. And I said something to him. He got me in this armbar <laughs> for the road. And I was squealing like a little pig. I was like, get off, get off. I was like, I'll never, I'll never mess with him ever again, ever again. <laughs> lad, you should, Honest. you should get him to show you a few moves, though, lad. In case anyone starts on the golf course, like Happy Gilmore, and you've got to give it to them. To be fair, mate, I've, I've done a couple of sessions with him in the gym, and he's just absolutely beasted. Not, not, not any of the, any of the, uh, any of the grappling or boxing or anything like that, but strength and conditioning sessions. And mate, honest, he's just absolutely battered me. Fully battered me. Yeah, I, it's I, uh, it's amazing to get yourself in. Yeah, our uh, our S and C regime is it's different to anyone else's. Like to be honest, any any I, I always say any professional athlete, I like S and C regime. It's it's a lot different. It's proper tailored for the sport. And as you know, we get like our max heart rates can go up to like one eighty, one ninety. So we need to prep for that. And some of the S and C workouts that I do are tough. I can't even imagine, mate. I mean, like you said, I don't think anyone appreciates the levels of fitness you guys can achieve, you know. Um, I mean, being in Octagon for five minutes, having a full scrap and maintaining that level for 25 minutes, I don't think people appreciate the nick you're actually getting, you know. No, you've got a point, to be honest. People, a lot of... That's why it's lovely speaking to other sports stars like yourself, lad, no professional athletes, because... A lot of other people outside of like the sports world, they just think, oh, the, the, it's a brutal sport. They're all just brawlers, you know what I mean? They go in to just take each other's head off. And lad, it's so tactical and strategic, just just like golf, you know what I mean? But it's just at a higher pace. People just don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and like say, I've been a UFC fan for, I don't know now, 15 years. I love it. I watch watch as many UFCs as I can. Love re-watching fights and, like you say, I appreciate what you boys do. It's mad. Absolutely mad. <laughs> mad. Yeah, honest. <laughs> I always say that. People always say that we're mad. But like, I don't mind getting punched in the face, lad. But when it... <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> when it comes to golf, lad, like we've got a golf course by man, ba- ba- Bowie Golf Course, Baron Golf Course. And lad, I can remember going at the... People in Bowie Golf Course are going to hate me for this as well, lad, to be honest, Cal. Because years ago, when I was about 10, 11, 12, we went on there in the summer holidays, lad. And I'm a I'm a sore loser, lad. I don't like losing anything. I think that's why I'm good at fighting, because I don't like losing anything, lad. I won't let me little nephew beat me in a game of FIFA. Like, it, that's how bad I am. And, lad, I'll never forget trying to put, and it must have took me about seven, eight attempts and in the end, I got this close and I missed from this close. Lad, I ended up just ripping the green up with me putter. I was just stabbing the floor, just ripping the green up, just like, ah! 
lad. No, no, lad, I've never actually said that live on a podcast, lad. I'll probably get a bill off Bowie Golf Course from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, the, the golf world wouldn't appreciate that. No, like they won't say, appreciate it. But as I say, I was a stupid kid, you know what I mean? Proper stupid kid. And I just, it, it, it frustrated me that much that I ended up got. And I never play, I've never played golf since. I won't even go to the driving range with my mates. My mates get on me and go, do you want to go to the driving range? I'm like, nah, don't want to go. Don't want to go. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> As I say, I've just, I, I've never ever went back. <laughs> I went from golf. Yes, lad. I'm, I'm more scared of golf than I am of getting in a cage, lad. That's mad. That's absolutely mental. <laughs> that is mental. Like what you're saying there, though, I know the way you do your S&C and stuff and like all your, your fitness and that. Surely a lot of other golfers don't do that because, as I say, I see golfers all shapes and sizes, lad. People have guts, you know what I mean? Like, surely a lot of them don't really do that much fitness and cardio the way you're always out on a bike and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's everyone's individual. I mean, if I was to walk outside now, there'd be guys that are in good nick and there'll be guys that are heavily overweight, you know what I mean? But it just... It's, it's whatever works for uh, for that individual but I think the way golf's going and obviously Tiger Woods changed the game um, I mean Tiger in, I mean he's, he's in tremendous nick I don't know if you've ever heard of his his daily schedule but it's absolutely mental like no, he wakes up it. at 4am in the yeah it's, it's insane wakes up 4am in the gym he'll go and practice for a few hours he'll go for a four, mile, four or five mile run then he'll go play 36 balls come back, another four-mile run, another gym session, then he'll go play tennis, then he'll play some basketball, and then he's back in the on the golf course playing more. It's like literally 15-hour days, insane. But he changed the game, didn't he? I mean, Tiger's a huge role model for everybody. Um, and Tiger's always been in great shape. He's such an athlete. Um, so I think people, he when... When he was at the top of his game in, I don't know, 2007 to 2012, everyone started to follow him, you know. But it is amazing to see that some guys um, do 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 the gym stuff and some others don't. But I think as golf starts to develop in the future, I think it's such an important important uh, role. And it's just all about these little 1%. Um, I was saying to my trainer last year, um, when I'm at home with him, I'm in the gym five days a week but I find it difficult to fit everything in when I'm playing tournaments and it's hard to like maintain a good routine um, but there's no excuses we have fitness trailers that follow us around every single week and it's just a, literally a, it's like a, a, a lorry that comes out into a huge gym so there's no excuse so I, I, I said to him this year that I was going to stick with it and we've got a bit of a programme to for tournament weeks and off weeks when I'm not at home um, so I'm trying my best to stick to that which is important because like you say these little 1% could be the difference at the end of the year you know yeah you're spot on there them little them little 1% could make you make that one shot that you need to to stay on the PGA Tour next year it, it's literally the margins yeah. of that slimming art in professional sports I always say that but like you mm. touched on there the PGA like the big van that is that is it nice to be on the PGA Tour for that? Because I always say that with the, like the UFCPI, when you're in Vegas, you can go to UFCPI and use all the equipment there and then they have them scattered about around the world now. But 
like do you feel the benefits just like I do with the UFC with like the PGA on that in that sense? Oh man, hundred percent. And it's like you say, it's 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 not just things like that. I mean, majority of weeks we rock up to an airport and we've got a brand new courtesy car um, sitting waiting for us. And little things like that just make make everything. All these little benefits of being on the PGA tour. Um, like you say, it's nice to it's nice to reap these benefits, but I think. It's important to keep players happy as well um, in golf. Like, obviously, we've reached the top level. PGA Two is a huge organisation that prints money, um, so I think they can afford to do these things. But man, there's the stories of guys the level below us sleeping in the cars for a week. You know what I mean? So it's just mental. The, 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 you, you, you're a few weeks away from being on the PGA Tour, but like you say, it's when you get out here, we get looked after big time. I know what you mean there. I, I was quite lucky, to be honest, Carl, when I was younger. As you know, I've got a big mouth, lad, and I'm good. So I ended up getting good wages before I even got to the UFC. Like, I took a pay cut to sign for the UFC just because I know the exposure that I was going to get along with it. But, lad, I, as you say, I know lads who are fighting on big shows in Europe, lad, for 750 quid, £1,000. And lad, just think they're doing like, and it's people think, oh yeah, you're getting a thousand pound for a fight, but you're not because you're doing an eight week fight camp beforehand. You've got to pay for your food, pay for your training, pay to get to and from training, pay for your own rent and stuff. Know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to like people. I I know lads in the gym that have to do one to ones all day and then train morning and night, you no know, to to put food on the table while they're leading into a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. I mean, I can relate to that out here as well because at the end of the day, if we if I play a PGA Tour season, it'll probably cost me close to two hundred to $250,000 just to play on the PGA Tour for expenses. So, I mean, I've got to obviously earn a living on top of that. So, it's mental. We pay to go to work. We literally pay every week to go to work. And people don't see that. The amount of times I've... I've I've come home and look lads at the golf club or friends of mine. You're fine, you mate. I'm like, am I really though? You know what I mean? Am I really flying? You don't. They don't understand. No, no. They do not. No one will ever get it from the outside looking in, especially because they say, "Oh, know what one out does my head in." You're on the telly. Yeah. Do you think that television channel's paying me money? Know what I mean? Like when that yeah. that one is annoying for me. You're on. What do you mean? You're on the telly. Just I'm not a television presenter, lad. Know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting paid what they're getting paid. What do you mean? I'm on the telly. We get that as well. I mean, I had some, obviously Sky Sports cover the PGA Tour and I had some uh, some success, I don't know, June, July and in one of the big tournaments, one of the major championships, which was the US Open, I was leading for like 27 holes. So I was on, I was on Sky Sports literally for, I don't know, three or four hours and my phone was just going ballistic people text me or oh, fly and you lead in the US Open I'm like calm down like there's still there's still half of the tournament to go like just relax um, but people it's just mental like people they have this false sense of reality really yeah yeah you're on TV doesn't mean anything does it no. I mean like you don't get paid we don't get paid by the TV company to, to be on the TV so yeah, it's it's one of those things that people don't get, but it's nice to have the exposure. And I think um, the more that you can get in that limelight, 
the more benefits and the more things that'll come in, you know? Yeah, it is. That's, I'll be honest, that's what's happened with me. Like, as I say, I took a pay cut to sign for the UFC. Cage Warriors giving me a nice wage, but I knew by signing with the UFC and making a statement that I'd earn X amount outside. And that is what I've done. I'm earning more money off sponsors and stuff like that than I am actually, actually I'm fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually uh, I actually played with the Barstool boys um, earlier this year. So I don't know if you know them. Trent, Riggs and Frankie, they do like the golf side of Barstool. Yeah, I've seen them on the page. Um, and I got paired I got paired with them in a pro-am in, uh, in Minnesota. Absolute legends, mate. Honest. Quality fellas, just absolute legends. Well, I swear, that bar stools, I, I, I love bar stool. You know what I mean? Bar stool are the sickest fame ever. You know what I mean? People always ask me what is in them. Like, just get on that Insta and have a look. It's the funniest page on Instagram. Like, it's like the lad Bible and sport Bible, but 10 times better. Yeah, they're just, they're just good lads. And like you say, I mean... Just that Instagram page is off, off the charts, isn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it, lad? It's like the best meme page that you can find. I just sit there scrolling through it, laughing my head off all day long. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but obviously, lad, we, we touched on money there. So I am going to ask you, I have to ask you, what your take on uh, the live the live golf? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one. Um, Liv's obviously come around um i think it's been around it's been in the in the pipeline for a while um but only the last year or so it's actually that's actually become a real thing um i'm on the fence with it to be honest if someone offered me a big chunk of cash to go and play live i mean everyone has to you've got to look at that and think well you can take your family up you can take your kids kids up and you know, and that's why a lot of a lot of these guys have went to play on live um, because the money, the, the signing on bonuses they've been getting has just been crazy, like absolutely crazy. Um, but I'm also very respectful of the PGA. Like they've provided me a platform to play golf and every week we're playing for, I don't know, $9 million. So the money's not bad out here, but they've just taken it to a complete new level on live. Um and I think that's that's what's attracting these big name players. They want to get paid for, for being the best players in the world. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, mate. Uh, how many players have actually went over to it now from the PGA Tour? So there's forty, I believe, forty-four. Is it that many? Um, not not every not every one of them guys are PGA Tour players, but there's a lot of um, there's there's been probably. 25 that were playing on the PGA Tour that signed contracts with Liv um, and the majority of them players that have went were the best players on the PGA Tour so it's kind of it's been a difficult time for the PGA Tour it's like, and is there no way that they can sort it so that like they're working together Liv and PGA or is there just no way that can happen I mean I think I think they could have come to some some kind of an agreement but Seems like the PGA is pushed back at Live. Um, now Live, it's there's going through a huge court case, and I'm not sure how it's all going to pan out. But it's 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 pretty messy, to be honest. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want you to upset anyone here either, Callum. But if we're talking hypothetically, how much would it take? Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know, mate, to be honest. It's, I mean, I've heard I've, some of the numbers that have been floated around for other players is just astronomical, mate. 100, 100 million, 200 million, 40 million, 50 million. This is, just a, this is just a sign we live. I mean, you send me 10 mil and I'm crew. Like, I mean, that's, that's life-changing money, isn't yeah. it? It's not even just life-changing for you either. It's life-changing for your family. You know what I mean? That sets your kids up and yeah. your kids' kids up. Yeah, and I think this is the whole difficult debate between obviously guys going to live and not is these guys have been offered crazy amounts of money and they just think, well, why not? You know, a few guys are on the back end of their careers um, and they've publicly admitted that. And if you're getting 50 million at 45, 46, 47, 48 to go and play on live for two years, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's an absolute no-brainer. I... The guy who won the money list, He's one for you. The guy who won the won the points list or the money list. He played eight events and he earned like thirty one million in eight events. In eight, so like in eight weeks of work, he earned thirty one million dollars. How how are you doing for that? Wow. How's that? How's that decision? That decision. Yeah, I'm gonna go and play live. He got a lot of backlash for it, but to go out and earn thirty one million in eight eight events, it's just mental. Yeah, that's scary money. That like, <laughs> but I, I, as you say. It, it, it's not just golf that though because it happens in MMA as you know the UFC is the pinnacle of the sport everyone knows it if you want to be recognised as the best in the world you fight in the UFC but you see people now leaving the UFC to go and sign for other organisations because they're getting more money there even though it's not as prestigious and it doesn't mean as much especially guys at the back end of the career as you're saying people leave the UFC to go to Bellator and one because they're offering them more money because they're a former UFC fighter yeah. Yeah, and I think, like you say, I mean, I don't believe Liv's, Liv's not going anywhere. I think they're in it for the long run. Um, I think more players will leave, more big name players. Um, but I think the PGA Tour has done a great job of uh, introducing um, bigger, bigger purses for events. Um, they've done, a, they've, they've, they've started to react to these players leaving. So I only think it's going to make the PGA Tour stronger in the long run. Yeah. But one day can all, everyone can work together. And like you say, I mean, you want the best players in the world playing together. You don't want 20 of the world's best players playing on live and then not being able to play against everyone else, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a tough one really, but it's going to come out in the wash in the next year or two. Yeah. It's going to some, What's going to happen? I mean, I'm no lawyer and I'm no, I'm no expert in this, but some, something's going to have to give one way or the other for all this to kind of work together, you know? Well, hopefully, as you say, in the future, they can work together and it can be PJ and Liv doing things together. And as you say, it's better than all everyone's playing together and they're all, we know who the best is because everyone's playing at, at the same tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So, like... Like for the UFC, it's almost like someone, someone from Saudi would come along and say, "Right, I've set up a new um, mixed martial arts um, platform for people to fight on." Just started paying ridiculous money. I mean, you're going to get guys go there. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things, but hopefully, in time, it'll all figure itself out. No, you're spot on. You're right. As you say, it's as uh, what we are. I always say, first and foremost, we're prize fighters. So are you. You're playing. You're playing golf for for money. I know it's for prestige and for tournaments and stuff. But 
First and foremost, it's to put food on the table for your family. It's as simple as that. Mate, 100%. And like you say, I mean, people who say they don't play golf for money, to a degree, I get that. But at the end of the day, like you say, you've got to provide for your family um, and you've got to earn, earn a living. You know what I mean? I mean, that's as simple as it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're not wrong. But I do need to ask you this after we tell you a little story before about how bad I am at golf. Reckon you could teach me a thing or two at golf. Reckon you'd be able to get me on a decent swing. <laughs> I'll, when I'm, I'm off in a couple of well, after you fight, I'll come down. We'll have, a, we'll get to the driving range, pal. Oh lad, I'll make a show of myself. I'll try and run on it like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Definitely, I can, I can help you out a little bit. Oh, brilliant! That I was going to ask you as well. What would you be doing if you weren't playing golf? But you'd be a footy player, lad. Definitely. If you're in the top 150 golfers in the world, you would have been playing football at a professional level. Definitely. No two ways about it. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, I mean, I would have loved to have played football for a living. I mean, what a life them boys have. But like you say, same from the outside looking in, them boys work as hard as anybody. Yeah. And yes, they get paid well. They deserve it at the end of the day. They're providing entertainment. But it's probably one of the biggest sports in the world. Yeah. Um, so they deserve it yeah. for me. Yeah, it's the most watched sport in the world, like, isn't it? I think it is anyway. I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. Something I do have to touch on with you, though, for the golf. It's a big thing with fashion, isn't it? Like, the fashion in golf, lad, the things people wear. Not even just like the clothes and stuff. Everyone's always got to watch on. You know what I mean? You know, people, are, all the top players are always sponsored by like Rolex or Patek Philippe or something like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, well, there's some guys out who play who look like <laughs> they've been dressed in the dark, you know what I mean? But I pride, I pride myself on trying to look half decent. Um, but yeah, you see the big boys, mate, they've got, I mean, they've got watches coming out their ass. you know what I mean? Got a few friends who are sponsored by uh, Audemars Piguet, AP. Yeah. Some of the kettles they have, mate, are just ridiculous. Absolute ridiculous. I bet you they are the way you said some people look like they got dressed in the dark What's, I think he's English is it Polter yeah he, he looks like he gets dressed he's, in the dark he's out there I think that's his brand though that's, that's how he wants to, that's how he wants to come across you know what I mean yeah these tartan trousers um, but there's a lot of different different styles um, and like you say being in America they like the clothes to fit a bit bigger. So you see guys who should be wearing a medium and wearing an extra large. You think, mate, you need three sizes smaller than <laughs> You know what I mean? It's mad. Making themselves look like mad. they've just had a gastric band and lost loads of weight and they've still got their hard clothes on. <laughs> hey, quick, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Did, um, did, did Dre come through with your, with your watch? Yeah, he did, lad. He did. It's on one of my vlogs, lad. He brought a, he brought the watch. Well, he got someone from the Rolex shop to bring the watch down. He brought mine and Molly's. I've actually got one I bought myself on today, but uh, that one's in ours. To be honest, it's it's unworn. But I think I'm gonna, to be honest, I think I'm gonna auction that off for me mental health charity. I'm just starting my own charity at the minute, so I think that's gonna be the first thing. What's pump gonna pump some funds into it because. Uh, as I say, I've already got I've already got two watches, so 
I'd like to use it for a good cause. So I think I'm on an auction it off and put it towards my charity while I'm while I'm getting started. But I can't thank Drake enough for that, lad. He just come through with a watch for us, Scouser. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> when I seen the uh, when I seen the time, I was like, that's mad, isn't it? But absolute legend for coming through. Yeah, we earned some like two mil, lads, so we should. You know what I mean? We earned some like two million quid, sort of like that. But yeah, as I say, he could have just he could have just defaulted on it and been like, oh, I said I would. But you know, he uh, as you say, he pulled through. The little ki- little kickback, like you say, you earned him a fortune. Yeah. He d- he done us proud there, like no, no, but we ain't like sponsors and stuff. What would you wear on the golf course? Would you just have like a tracky on or something? Yeah, so um, last year it'll have been um, to keep my card on the PGA Tour. I was like, I finished so the top one, two, five, keep your card. And I think I was one or nine, so I was towards the obviously back end. But it'll have been a million dollars. Yeah. The crazy crazy thing about golfers is our um, it's public record, so anyone can go on and see what we earn every single week. Yeah, so it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's all on. It's all posted online. So, but there's no hiding it. Chanel lad, if you know know if you know anyone, though by yours, lad, just snook it there, aren't you? Lad, I know how much you ate last week. Lad, get round to ours. Uh, that's why like you say people people from the golf club or friends obviously they see that um, but they don't know how much I spend expenses wise but they're like fine mate and I'm like yeah okay yeah I mean I'm doing I'm yeah I'm living a decent life but I'm not flying yeah that's I'll let you know when I'm flying that's what I always say with like (laughs) MMA people people look at it like the wage you get for the fight and they go you're only four for 15 minutes Glad it's not just the fifteen minutes. People probably think it would you. Oh, you'd only you'd only played for four days today and that. No, I never. I've been practicing yeah. constantly, paying people to help me practice. I've had to pay for accommodation, for food, everything. People don't understand that. They think, oh no, you've just done it for four days or with me, or you're just four for fifteen minutes. That's a nice wage. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, Nobody takes, I mean, look at a fight camp. How long do you stay in camp for? Or do you start camp 12, 16 weeks? Uh, yeah, well, it's like I started training about, like, properly about 10 weeks out this time, you know what I mean? And then, like, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm lucky. I have a food sponsor, Macro Chef, who give me my food and stuff. And, like, in the in the gym, I've got all my sparring partners there and stuff like that. But sometimes you do have to bring people in. And sometimes people have to get paid, you know what I mean? And no one sees that from the outside in. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, when you're when you're in camp, it's 10, 12 hour days, you know what I mean? Yeah. People, they're not, it's not just a couple of hours there, and it's the same with golf. I mean, I'll arrive here this morning at 7.30 and I won't leave till 5. Yeah, that's a long know? day, that. And it's, it's, it's like that. I mean, in tournament times, it's, it's, when, we, when we're playing a tournament, it's not that long, obviously... It takes a long time to play golf, five hours. You might arrive a couple of hours before, do a warm-up in the gym, hit some hit some balls and practice before you go out and then you go out and play. But you need your rest as well. Yeah. You need your rest. Um, so there's a lot of laying around in bed and active recovery in the pool and just bits and bobs like that. Yeah, that's what I always say. Like I get, Sometimes I can train up to like four, four hours a day, but 
if a bust me ass for them four hours, like the next day I'm only able to do like two hours because my body's still feeling the day before. Yeah, massive, yeah. Um, and obviously all this new stuff, whoop, we, we, when, when COVID was around, we got, we got whoop, yeah, you go. Yeah, we got a whoop. And things like that help you obviously track how your body's actually feeling. Yeah. I actually wear one as well. Uh, I've got it on right now. Um, but yeah, things like that, metrics like that definitely help you uh, maximise your recovery and output and everything like that. It's important. Yeah, they do. It is. It's important to understand it. Like, that's the thing with MMA. It used to be very like old school. Now people look at it from a scientific point of view, just like they do with golf, because it's it's in the mainstream more now, which is it's better for us fighters. Yeah, definitely. Back to golf anyway. Is there anyone that you love being like partnered up with when you're at like at a tournament? Is there any players that you'd enjoy playing with? No one in particular. I mean, there's good lads out here and there's a lot of nuggets as well. <laughs> um, I won't name any. But yeah, there's some good lads out here. But every, like you say, everyone's different. People might think I'm a nugget. Yeah. But I think I'm just a normal lad. Working class background in England and I just crack on, pal. You know what I mean? Yeah, love it. Um, but there's there's not one particular name uh, that I would say no. I just, there's good lads. You, you know when you look when when you get your parents through. Yeah. So this we'll get our times for Thursday today, and you know when you look at them, you're like, yeah, he's a nugget or he's a good lad. So it's it's you know what you're in for. Yeah, they get yeah. But the relationship I did want to ask you about because obviously, man, like my coach fighter relationship is a big thing. Like. Obviously, your relationship with your caddy, because that's literally the only person that you can turn to for advice, isn't it, when you're playing? And there's, there's no one else that you can talk to, really, if you need, oh, what should I do here? Yeah, that's literally the only person you can turn to. So what, what's that like? Yeah, obviously, the caddy, we spend the most most time with the caddy in golf, pretty much. I mean, he's with you nonstop. Um, so I've got a good lad from Colorado. His name's Ryan Bosch. Um He's, I don't know, 34 and he's he's a good lad. Our relationship's just pretty chilled, mate. I mean, I'm pretty chilled on the golf course. He's pretty chilled, but we just try and make the best decisions based off, I don't know, the, the, the information we get, you know. For, I mean, obviously, we, we have to get the yardage, the wind, the altitude, um, if it's raining, if it's not. So we just try and make best decisions from, from all the information that we can gather. But it's important to have someone on the bag that, you enjoy spending time with you know what I mean um, but you can't spend too much time with them I try to separate that business from, from personal and we go out for a couple of bevies now and again but um, yeah I mean when when I'm playing eight weeks in a row and you're constantly with him every single day for eight weeks I mean it's like anything if I was with a missus for eight weeks in a row every single day I'd get sick of her as well yeah it's just normal human nature, isn't it? You can't even help it. Being with the same person on constantly, constantly, you're going to end up getting sick of them. Yeah, so it's... Um, but he's a good lad and, yeah, I think we work well together. Have you got, like, a favourite course then? Yeah, so this year I played that US Open when I was doing pretty well and um, it's called Brookline Country Club. It's up in Boston. It was absolutely off the charts. And the Boston, the Boston fans are wild as well. I'm sure, I've, I'm sure you fought up in, up in that way, haven't you? No, I haven't fought on I mean. I was just about to say I can't wait to fight in Boston in years to come because the fans there are meant to be absolutely special. Yeah, just wild. Just love, just just get absolutely 
Well, like you say, in golf, you can they can drink at golf tournaments, so they just get they just get on it and just be as loud as they possibly can. Belter. Sometimes it it works against you when they're heckling you, but it's it's good. I actually hit in the US Open. I hit a ball in one of the grandstands, um, and I had a I had a clear shot to play it from the grandstand. So there was like high tables and chairs all around. So I was lining up this shot and then my caddy comes to me, he's like, we can actually take a, a free drop um, so we don't have to hit out of this grandstand. And there's, there's hundreds of people, three or 400 people stood around me, cheering me, patting me on the back. And then when, when I decided to take this free drop, which I, which I meant I wasn't hitting from the grandstand, dude, I got oh, absolutely yeah. roasted. <laughs> oh, dude, me, oh, me. I was like, leave it. Good. It was good back. Good crack. So yeah, I've got what before I move. I have a little segment at the end with some of the some of my fans like ask questions for you. So just before I move on to the Ask Paddy segments, like we touched on Tiger before, but I was going to ask you who's your goat of golf, and with your answer before, I'm guessing it's probably going to be Tiger. Yeah, definitely Tiger for me. He's still an app. He still moves the needle more than anyone in the sport. Um, yeah, Tiger Woods all day. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that, to be honest. I think that would be nine out of ten people's answer when it comes to golf. 100%, yeah, definitely. But yeah, as I say, we've got the Ask Paddy segment now, so I'll just go right into the questions. But uh, Gary A. asks, who is the best player you've played with and what was it, if anything in particular, that made them stand out? Yeah, I played with um, former world number one. He's just, Rory's just taken over him. But Scotty Schaeffler, uh, the American, um, I played with him a few years ago in Wichita on the Corn Ferry Tour. And he does everything good, mate. He's just solid as a rock, you know what I mean? He drives it good, he designs good, his short game's off the charts, and then that all leads to a good score at the end of the round. So I'd say Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, nice. Next one, Daniel Lynch asks, way back during your Eastbourne school days playing at Dinsdale Golf Course, did you ever believe you'd go on to achieve this level of success? Great to see. Um, I mean, I always had that inner belief that I, I think it comes from that. I, I have this belief that I'm never going to give up. Like, obviously, as an athlete, you go through ups and downs. Um, and as a golfer, we fail quite a lot. But for that one little bit of success that comes around every so often... I always believed that I would have success, but I think when I, when I turned professional back in 2015, I always thought my game was good enough with the right guidance and right work that I could reach the, the, the top level of golf. So, yeah, I'd say when I turned professional, um, I, I thought I could, I could get to the PGA Tour, yeah. Nice. Always got to believe in yourself. That's one thing I always say. If you have 1% yeah. of doubt, then you're not going to get there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, Redders18 asks, what is the biggest challenge you've faced in your career so far? I think, I mean, it's always been a challenge. Getting to the PGA Tour is the biggest challenge, but every, every level of golf and every tour that I've played on, so I've played in China for three years, that was a challenge. Managed to graduate from that tour to uh, the Corn Ferry Tour, which is the one below the PGA. And then I played on there for three years. 
um, and then managed to get comfortable and um, perform to a very good level out there and managed to graduate to the PGA Tour. But I'd say getting to the PGA Tour, the overall journey, that's, that's been the biggest challenge because it's not easy. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. It doesn't sound it at all. Yeah, we've got a Sam Sechtach asks, yeah, there's one for both of us, really. What's your opinion on FSG putting Liverpool FC up for sale? Yeah, I mean, I'd seen that yesterday, but then I was watching Sky Sports News in the hotel and I'd seen the FSG statement saying, we, we constantly get people wanting to invest in the club. Um, so we're kind of just playing it by ear, but... Are they are they actually up for sale, or are they just wanting some more investment? Are they going to sell the full the full club? I don't know. I personally think they've done it to see what offers come in. I think they've said they'll sell shares so that someone does just bid for the whole club. Know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't want to have shares; they just want to actually buy the club. Yeah, I mean, I think they've done a fantastic job though since they've been in. Haven't they? I mean, look look what we've done over the last five, six years. It's been incredible. Yeah, what they've done from what they come into, the FSG, you can't thank them enough. They've transformed the club. We're getting a new stand built. We've got a new training centre. Revamped the whole squad. But I think now it probably is the right time for them to sell because they'll make a handsome profit. And we can't really compete with these state-owned teams, City and Newcastle on the budget that they're on we just can't compete with them now we've done lucky the last few years to actually compete with them yeah and what I always think as well the amount of success that we, we've had as a team um, just goes to show that it's it's beyond it's beyond that success where this money comes from because obviously getting to Champions League finals we played every every game of every competition down to the wire last year and you would think from an outsider looking in that how much, well, the, the, the money that we'd have earned as a club would get pumped back back into the team. But like you say, the state-owned teams are just, mate, the, the money, I mean, Newcastle, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're going to be an absolute force, mate, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, next few years, Newcastle are going to be a force. But I did read something that a, a man who's worth $830 billion is looking to buy us. And he's got nearly three times the amount of money as Newcastle's owner. That's it. that. That is mental. Mental. Absolutely mental. <laughs> and yeah, it is a belt. This one's hilarious. This question, lad. The last question from Fred the Shed. Belt a name. How far do you think you could send Hasbulla with that driver? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, tickle me that. Tell you what, I'd put him in a shed. I know that yeah. would be right. <laughs> no, what, Callum? A- oh, this has been a belter, lad. But um, just before we go, lad, uh, tell everyone where to find yourself, lad. Tell everyone your social medias. And if you want to shout anyone out or any sponsors, lad, do it now. Yeah, so it's just my name on Instagram, Callum Taron. Uh, same on Twitter. Pretty, pretty boring to be fair. I've got no nickname like the, the baddie. <laughs> um, I've had some, I've had some awesome sponsors. Titleist, um, they've looked after me for a number of years now. Uh, Footjoy, the clothing brand that I'm wearing, and then a couple of sponsors that look after me as well. Leecom, a good friend of mine, Jim Schaefner. Um, um, he lives in Pennsylvania. 
This is a college, uh, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. It's quite a mouthful, but they've been on my on my right chest and golf bag for a couple of years now. Um, and then this is a UK guy, 10th Revolution Group, uh, recruitment agency out of London. I actually played golf with him uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago in London, and he's an absolute legend. Um, so like, like I say, thanks to them for the support. And then on the sleeve, I've got Vazio, which is a, like a health brand. Um, they've been awesome as well. So thanks to all, thanks to all them for um, making it happen. Yes, to all the Callum sponsors, keeping him getting through all them, making sure he's not sleeping in his car. We love all that. But um, yeah, that's another episode in the books, people. Thank you for watching. You know the score. Like, comment, subscribe. We'll see you next week.